1: You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: Live commentary. An easy finish
3: really for Sergio Torres. Heading past him into an empty net. It's very disappointing
1: for Crystal Palace, and it's two 0 Crawley. It's horrific, but it's, it's much much worse as being in the press area in the Crawley main stand. <laughs> Happy to hear them, Sean. Who are you at the Palace, Fence? Live interviews. The deal that's done. Are you? Do uh, you got the message about? Is it? Is it definitely done? Or <laughs> hopefully,
0: yeah. I need to get up the phone really and, and
1: find out. But um, <laughs> all right, no, we'll let you I go. Think, then. I think it, I think it was
3: the midfielder or the striker. I'm not sure. One of the two. <laughs>
1: Expert analysis. Peter Ramage has gone on a season long loan to Barnsley.
4: Uh, dog. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cowbells. <laughs> that was utterly ridiculous. Whee! Oh dear. Alright, don't milk it. You get rot on my
0: teeth. Move along. <laughs> yeah, keep churning them out. Well, most of the time anyway. Homesdale Radio.
1: and welcome to Homesdale Radio. My name is Chris Hambling and I'll be your host for tonight as we review the latest week for Palace. With me tonight to help, or more likely hinder me in doing so, are Nick Gillard. Good evening everyone. Mm, very nice. Uh, paparazzi favourite, Joe Holyo. <coughs> I'm just joking on a bit of garlic. Really. <coughs> fantastic, fantastic. That's exactly what I wanted. And manning the communication hub is Stuart Shade. Evening, all. Hey. Uh, tonight, we'll look back at yesterday's impressive performance in which Palace gained a huge boost to their confidence, if not any points. Uh, we'll look at the players who were impressed and talk about all the key incidents. Uh, the tough games keep on coming, and we'll look ahead to ne- next Saturday's home game versus Alan Pardew's inform Newcastle. And finally, we'll round up as much of your communication as we can. To contact the show today, you can send us a tweet to at Radio. You can message us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash HOLradio. Email us on radio at homestyle.net or give us a call 0208 1234098. You can also visit the whole radio chat room, it's holradio.net forward slash chat. You can talk with fellow listeners live on the topics of discussion. I think it's just Nick in there at the moment, so he's quite lonely. Um, you can listen to Homesdale Radio live on your smartphone or tablet device with the TuneIn Radio app. Free to download and once installed, simply search for Homesdale Radio to locate the station. But first up, here is a roundup of the main stories from the week in News in brief.
2: Get involved with the show. show.
0: Email radio at homestale.net or call us on
4: 0208 1234098. Homestale Radio. Voices for Palace Watch. Faces for Crime Watch.
1: All the latest news from around Selhurst Park. This
0: is news in brief. Two of Palace's February fixtures have been moved for TV coverage. The away trip to Arsenal has now been switched to 4pm on Sunday the 2nd of February, whilst the visit of Manchester United has been changed to Sunday the 23rd, kicking off at 1.30, thus scubbering in chances of getting a decent Sunday lunch. Further changes to still be made, depending on Man United's Champions League
4: campaign. Crystal Palace's under-18 side lost narrowly to Sheffield Wednesday in a hotly tested third round tie for the FA Youth Cup. The Young Eagles side narrowly lost 4-2 on penalty after an entertaining 120 minutes. of saw eight goals, three penalties and a sending off for the hosts. Tickets are now on sale for the away trips
3: to Aston Villa and Tottenham from the club box office. Tickets are priced £35 and £37 respectively, and full details can be found on the uh, CPSC official site.
1: And finally, everyone at Homestead Radio would like to wish a uh, very... Oh, that's really badly written. I'll just carry on. No, no I, didn't, I didn't make a mistake. So everyone at Hull Radio would like to wish congratulations. Do you say that? Wish congratulations. Mm. To producer Mikey, who has become a dad this weekend. And here's to the next generation of Palace Radio presenters. Uh, just so you know, uh, this little,
4: little lad's called Harry. Well done, uh, Mikey. Uh,
0: Hurrah. Yep, yeah, well done, Mikey. And hopefully um, if the child can randomly hit buttons better than he can.
1: News <laughs> <laughs> in Brave.
4: Brave.
2: Homesdale radio is brought to you in association with complete for all your sign based needs to receive a genuine 10% discount. Mention you are listening to Holmesdale radio and get in touch today.
1: Right. Uh, welcome back. Uh, we've got a lovely hiss in our background that only we can hear again. So um, I'm hoping at some point we can get rid of that and it won't be quite as distracting. But, um, Anyway, so basically what what happened yesterday was a a 1-0 defeat to Chelsea, uh, uh, to Chelsea, against Chelsea. Um, Quite a lot sort of, uh, I'm I'm sorry, I'm really going to have to pause off and uh, try and, and, bear with me one second. It'll be a weird bit of silence for a minute. Hold on. Right, really hoping. Uh, right, things will be okay now. It's, it's weird. Obviously, you're you're hearing things perfectly at your end, but our end, it's like being in a wind tunnel at the moment. Um, it's unfortunate. Um, anyway, so yeah, guys. Uh, hopefully, you can just talk over the hiss for the moment. And um, it was obviously we went to, to Stamford Bridge, play Chelsea. But they haven't lost in the league under Mourinho, so it was a big, big task to uh, to actually sort of to go there and expect anything other than a defeat, really. And um, Obviously, the end result was was a one nil uh, defeat. Sorry, one nil defeat, a two one defeat. But uh, a fantastic performance from the lads. And um, well, but you know, to give you a quick summary, we, we, I think sixteen minutes into the game was was the game's first goal. Uh, Julian Speroni tipping a Williams shot onto the post, and um, unfortunately bounced out and, and fell kindly for Torres, who had gambled on the uh, the shot sort of uh, sort of rebounding back out to him, and, and he tucked it away nicely. And um, but we certainly didn't sort of rest on just accept defeat. I think we've, a lot of us fit in the crowd maybe feared a bit of a, a bit of a tonkin at that point but we went up the other end of the fantastic finish from Shemak and uh, it was 1-1. It was just such a shame that I only lasted six minutes of parity and, um, and Ramirez just smashed the ball into the top corner And um, but I think for the rest of the game after that it's fair to say that um, we were more than a match for Chelsea and can consider ourselves very, very unlucky to uh, to only come away with, well, to come away with no points at all and, um if I can sort of start, really, by talking to you, gents, and uh, I'll try and fix some of the problems we're having in the background. Um, so let's start with the lineup. really. Um, the only real change, tra- well, the only change at the, uh, the start of the game, anyway, was um, Adrian Mariapa coming in for Moxie, and Joel Ward playing left-back, and uh, Mariapa playing the right-back. And Mariapa had a bit of a torrid time, particularly um, first half up against Hazard. Um, if I start with you, Joel, I mean, was, was it the right decision to play Mariapa and Ward?
4: Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I mean, what what we need to be under no illusions that our players are going to be under immediate, massive pressure from these players. You know, these hundred and fifty thousand pound a week players. They are fantastic players, and when they are on their game, they are so hard to stop. But you know, uh, to to only lose two one when most people really expected us. uh, If we could have took. Anything out of that game, we would have been joyous with a with a draw, um, because of their wasted chances and a couple that we were unlucky. Um, you know, we we could have nicked a draw, but in saying that, the double or even triple save by Jules was a fab, like fantastic in the second half, mm. and I think that's what really sort of sealed the the. You know, it, it just shows you the fighting spirit of it, so many bodies in a way. Um, and and I you know I I'll, I'll be hmm. one that will will admit as well I've been a little bit critical I was a little bit critical of Jules earlier in the season, um, and he, he you know he played very very well I mean he had no chance it was a screamer that he tipped onto the post yeah, yeah. Um, but if we're going to be critical about the goal you say that Torres being having experience he's expecting a rebound. If he doesn't go in the back of the net, he's expecting it to come, to come out and yeah. he was there. And he reacted quicker than Delaney. Delaney yeah. stood there watching and Torres didn't. And, mm. and there's the difference. It is. Uh, Nick, you wanted to make a point in there.
0: Yeah, um, it was just... Uh, I think I read it on one of the boards that um, all the teams that we've played well against recently their fans have said, oh, we had an off day. And actually, no, we, we stopped them playing well. And it, it, it really cheesed me off that people are saying, oh, yeah, we had a bad game against you lot. It, as if it wasn't down to us actually making it um making it that way for them. Mm.
1: Uh, yeah, I suppose, I mean, if you looked at anything that they were saying before the game, it, it was all about how they were going to spank us. So you can understand they're looking for, you know, they're looking for reasons to sort of, you know, Explain away that performance, really? But I mean, I read their, I read their Chelsea fans forums today, and it's amazing, really. You, you think about where they are in the league; they're second in the league. They're, they're not what two points off top. They're in all the cup competitions. They're all, you know, what I mean, it's just, um I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's another, it's another world, isn't it? The Premier League, it really well, is.
4: Yeah, but it is another world when you've got a billionaire owner that's willing to pay players. Good players, but not fantastic players, because if they were really, really fantastic, they'd be at Real Madrid um, or Barcelona. But he's paying them hundred to two hundred thousand pound a week. I don't know how much he's paying Etu. I mean, I know he was on three hundred plus at at, at Angie in Russia um, mm-hmm. but, or Ukraine or wherever they are. But you know, um, but we we can't dull down this performance and turn around and say that some of these players, the Chelsea players, were not. Uh, were not on their game, you know. I mean, they've got a couple of players that are are on their way out now. John Terry, he was made to look a little bit average yesterday a few times. Um, You know, maybe Frank Lampard's, you you know, on on his way out a little bit. But Mm. they should still have enough quality to come through. But what what they're up against is a team that have got a new purpose, a new, uh, uh, a, a more... They've better rocket up their arse, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. And and it's certain players have, and they've responded. And the thing is, when we've got like uh, like just pull up Shamak, you know, for West Ham couldn't hit a cow's backside with a banjo, and now everyone's, everyone, people were taking a mickey out of him. Everyone, the BBC, Sky, everyone. But now they're not taking the mickey out of him. He's getting praised. Gary Lineker tweeted just said he praised it Scored again. What's yeah. going? Do you know what I mean? It's all you need to do. You need to just, you need to change well, their minds. You need to change their minds, and it's gradually happening.
1: Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're talking about the, the likes of Lineker having to change their minds on Shamak, and um, I think as, as a squad, we're, we're changing a lot of people's minds on a, on a lot of things. I mean, we were the worst team in Premiership history a few weeks ago, and all of a sudden now we're, we're third. You know, we're third bottom, and. People are going about how we got a chance. And I think it's a little bit unfair in the way that the media are focusing so much on Tony Pulis there because it shows you how little they actually know about a club. There's a lot of talk about the fact that Pulis gets the fans quickly on side and all that. Well, we all know the fans are already well onside, you know, and supporting the team. Uh, and, and we also know that Keith Millen started this um, this level of organisation. Now, obviously, it's gone up a level, I think, since Pudis has come in. I'm not trying to sort of damn what he's done. He, he's, he has made an impact, absolutely. But, you know, I think basically that the truth is we're not as bad a team as, well, even we thought we were, I don't think. Um, but we're playing in a certain way and that, and that way very much is to effectively surrender the majority of possession to the teams that we play against and then just try and, you know, take the opportunities that come to us. And it just so happens we've now got a striker in Chamac who has been given that bit of confidence and that belief and is looking like he fits in and looking like he he's, he wants to be there and um and that's made a huge difference and i think you know we we've got someone putting the, the ball in the net and that's it's breathtakingly simple but when when you've got that it's exactly like we had last season with Glenn Murray we just we just knew he would more often than not he'd not not a goal when he got a chance if and, you um,
4: cross it he would score and and how nice does that sound? There that we've got we're completely clear on the air now of that horrible hissing. Oh, but, that was the, was. but that was the thing. If you <laughs> if you feed him, he literally is. If you feed him, he will score. And I just I'm so I'm so pleased for Shamak because you know again the, the, there was just one or two players that I was starting to get a bit you know I, I admitted it, he was one of them. Definitely, I think it was for most people. Um, and and uh, and Jules was another one, but it but they you know they're putting their shift in now, and and I I'm big enough to turn around and say it's changing my mind.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Just very aware that for the last few minutes we were probably shouting and stuff, and I just realised that I was. That's how loud the hissing was in our ears. That was horrible. Oh, yeah, I feel, not good. Phil. Oh, just, just so good now. Anyway, um, so we did. Can we I did, tell me Dolby off now? Yeah, you can. Yeah, we did in the middle of all of that. Um, we did sort of start talking about our first goal and who thought it was and all that sort of stuff. I want to spend a little bit of time on that. Um, just to make a quick reference. We will. We were talking a little while about um, about Stuart O'Keefe because uh, obviously KG went off injured and there was a lot of Hurrah! Talk, hurrah! But, well, well, let's talk about it now. We'll we'll talk about. Um, that first goal in a bit more detail in a second then but let's talk about KG going off uh, in the week um, KG being, you know, he obviously he was out of contract at the end of the season and um, a story appeared in on Sky Sports I think it was about him being linked with all sorts of clubs you know in the Premier League and a couple in Germany and stuff like that and you know obviously the cynic in me would say that's his agent, agent, yeah, but um, it did spark a good discussion on the BBS. I didn't see too much uh, similar on on Homestead online, but I'm sure there was there was a bit on there as well. But uh, it certainly sparked a, a discussion about KG's value to the side. Now, I'm someone who, if a player was to come out of the midfield, obviously it would be KG for me because you know, you, you're not going to drop Jedinak. and um, I suppose the other midfield player, if you like, um, playing in the centre is is effectively Chamak now because. That's that's the the new system that Beulah um, is playing. So basically, if someone was to come out, it would be KG. But I think him as a partnership with Jednak, I think the two of them work really, really well. I think KG understands his game and he understands KG's game. So on that side, I was quite you know quite sad to see him go off the pitch, and I, and I do rate him highly. But Joel, you're a big fan of um, Mr. O'Keefe, and he certainly did himself proud as he always does. Um, fantastic, energetic display, you know similar to the playoff coming on early to replace KG and just not letting it phase him and looking like he'd been there all season um, impressive performance
4: it, it, but he always does doesn't he i mean KG's had you come off half time two or three weeks ago and he when he gets generally when KG gets subbed it's for O'Keefe but i, th- I think i think there's the the thing with thing with Stuart O'Keefe is he will learn he's not a complete player but what he has on his side is is youth the the enthusiasm and you know you can't take a, when when a when a young player's got enthusiasm, he's got that natural ability to to sometimes almost ignore what a manager says and play his own game because you sometimes you, you see so much of these kids that come through and they have the they have the the uh, the surprise and the, and the natural wanting to go forward they have it coached out of them and the thing is that what, what what KG does is he splits up the, the he, he breaks up. Uh, the midfield. We've got two really combative midfielders with KG and Jedenek. um but but he doesn't have for me. KG doesn't what he doesn't have is a like a killer pass or a, or you know. It, I'm almost loath to say that what he needs to do is just to just to do the ten yard You know, does the ten yard ball, but mm. when when O'Keefe picks the ball up, if he puts a tackle and comes away from it, his instinctive. The instinctiveness in his in his personality in his game is to basically look at the goal and run at it.
1: Yeah, um, I'm going to pick you up on a few things just to quickly mention. Nick's pointed out that, uh, in the chat room, which is holradio.net forward slash chat, uh, that um, I that he says oi hambo. Cheers for that. Um, it's more than just Gel who's a Stewie fan. Now, obviously, yeah, I you know I've spoken at length about how much I like Stuart O'Keefe. Don't get me wrong, but um, I'm going to slightly disagree with you, Joe, in terms of the passing. I think, for me, Stuart O'Keefe has got much more sort of box-to-box energy than KG, even though I think KG is more box-to-box than people give him credit for. Uh, but I would say KG is more likely to play, to play an incisive pass than O'Keefe. O'Keefe is much more likely to play a short, simple, sideways pass. And that, depending on the opposition... Is is sometimes better that way as well. That's sometimes where he's more effective, and I, I know that's sort of what you were talking around, kind of saying. But I would say KG is is a is a far better passer with the ball than O'Keefe. But O'Keefe's young, and he's you know, and he's improving all the time. And every game you see him, you just think, you just wonder where he'll get to a, a level. Because I remember when we got him in from Southend, and we we saw him play, and everyone thought, oh, you know, he's a good Wait, little what competitive little midfielder, midfielder but it's like, what's his level? And then we well, eventually... he's reached
4: the premiership, hasn't he? He's actually yeah. playing regularly, even though it's bit parts or, or now more than bit parts, but he's, he's trusted to come in and shore up the midfield after 26 minutes.
1: Mm, exactly. Um, he's, he's, it's been quite a meteoric rise for him. People talk about sort of Dwight Gale coming from non-league and playing and scoring in the premiership, but Stuart O'Keefe barely played for End before he joined Palace. And it's, you know, all of a sudden he's a premiership midfielder and, and not, not looking out of place at all but I, I worry I think he's one of those players that because he's, he's so he's all about effort and he's all you know and he's not you know by no means is he is he not skilled or anything like that he's a very you know very talented player but I do think that maybe some he's it's almost like there's a preconception like people remember the kg who put on a load of weight and had a few poor games and was a bit of a liability, and they always, you know, and, they, and for that reason, they always think that Stuart keeps the better midfielder. But the truth is, if he really was the better midfielder, he would play alongside Jednak day in day out. Now, don't get me wrong; I think that day's coming, but it's probably not right now.
0: Nick, uh, yeah, somebody in the chat room is talking about KG DJ Shurez, Suarez Suarez uh, KG's Suarez KG's through balls Su- Suarez KG's through balls against West Ham were brilliant, and I agree with him there. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I um, agree. You
1: know. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's
0: Yeah, we we got so many midfielders now. I mean, where's where? I, I, I know I'm kind of going off topic a little bit, but you know, where's Williams going to fit into our, into this midfield now? See,
4: see, that's the thing. I was just thinking that Nick, if he does, if KG does go, and I'm and by the way, I'm not wishing him out of the club at all. But if he did go, then the natural, the natural successor to KG is obviously O'Keefe because he's the only, unless it comes to a serious injury, he's the only one he ever comes on for. And then, if we need to make it, uh, it, if we need to make any uh, adjustments, it does allow for it. Bring, it brings in well, basically what it does, it brings Capena back into the into the squad, uh, Bannon. You know, we we have we are starting to get we are starting to get firstly a, a young squad. But with, with experience, I mean, that's the other thing. KG, we can't rule out his experience. You know, he, he did that. You know, he, where was he? Fulham. We got him from Fulham, didn't we? Where he had a, a little a little spell in the premiership. So, yeah. I, I just, um and ah, oh, sometimes I look at KG and I think, oh, he's just, he just drives me mad. And the next time I see him, and, and like you said, Chris, he does make moves because I've seen him start moves, just, you know, break up the play, give it to give it to one of the wingers. And then... And you think, Christ, who's out at the back post? And it's him, you know. He yeah. did that against West Ham, and it, and, it, and it was just unfortunate that that mm. instead of crosses coming, you know, there was either shots from, from uh, Bannon or, or Punch. And that, that that you know, but you know, I I, I I I prefer Stuart O'Keefe, and every and and you obviously prefer. Uh, you prefer KG and that's the beauty of it isn't it really
1: yeah but like I say I do but I also believe that the the day is coming where Stuart O'Keefe will surpass KG I think he's got it in him to to go past KG's current level of of ability if you like Mm -hmm. Um, I genuinely do think that Uh, we've got some tweets in on that subject and and a couple of other bits so I'm going to go to Stuart for Stuart first of all on the the O'Keefe KG subject
3: Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we've been asking on 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 is is, is Joe Keith turned a starting place of recent performances and uh, does the Jedi KG partnership need a mix up? We've had a tweet from uh, Ben Younger or Ben Younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, Joe Keith is technically a better player than KG, possesses more of an attacking threat, but just as good defensively. And he's only 22, which is a good point, I think. Um, ben Nagel, absolutely. yes. was superb when he came on yesterday, very underrated. He should start with Jedi Knack mm. and uh, Jack: Not Laws, with me, young Ben. <laughs> and Jack Laws just, just simply says yes, without a doubt.
1: Well, that's great. Uh, thanks for that communication. Obviously, do uh, keep in touch with us today You can tweet us at HOL radio. Uh, you can message, message us on Facebook. That's a really difficult thing to say sometimes. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash H O L radio. Or you can email us, radio at homestyle.net. But um, yeah, thanks for those. I, I, I mean, it's unequivocal. Unequivocal? Uh, I don't know. Is that a word? Have I said too many syllables? Nick, you're a teacher. Help.
4: Nothing. <laughs> got nothing. Got nothing. <laughs> he put me in the chat and then didn't want to say anything. I've got mute. I've got mute. Ah, oh. I'm back.
0: I'm back. Did I say that word right? Yes, you're all right. Unequivocable the right. Germanator in the chat room said, uh, Stuart O'Keefe will probably take the first team. If we don't renew the KG contract, it might be a na- natural transition. Uh, and Dweeb says, could we withstand losing both Jedi and
1: KG? Mm, no, I don't think we could. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Um, I, I think over time we'll, we will see a sort of a Jedi and O'Keefe partnership, but then again, you you've, we've got a new man in charge and he might have different ideas. Um, you know, bear in mind, he's got, he's got the squad he's got. For all we know, he might not see some of those players as a, up to the level or maybe of the level that he wants or of the type that he wants. So it is it, a bit of an uncertain time as well. But I don't think, I think when you see, we always talk about it, don't we? When O'Keefe gets a chance, whether he starts a game or he comes on as a sub, we always say the same things. It's never lets anyone down, you know, always impressive. He's always one of the, the first people that people want to talk about and yeah, he's, he's, he's just
4: a been a little Labrador, he. isn't he? Just, he's, he's everything you want. He's always, yeah. you're, you're always pleased with him, which is nice.
1: Um, he's everything you want. I'm going to have to remember that as a statement from you. It's very concerning.
4: Unless you change changes food and then he goes. Yeah. All anyway. right, all right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but what, what we were going to talk about um, before First Chelsea goal. Thing? Uh, it was that first uh, first chelsea goal uh, that was um i want to talk a bit about jules really because it it was an interesting game for him um he uh, obviously got a hand to that and i suppose he'll probably be disappointed himself to uh, at the fact that he didn't quite get a strong enough hand on it to push it away and you know he's he's come running out to torres on the follow up and you know maybe if he'd stayed where he was and got himself set it would have been a harder chance for torres i mean do you have I'll, I'll ask you this, Nick. Is there any case to say that Spironi should have done better on that first goal? I thought he did well to get to that, actually. I think
0: the fault okay. the of the first goal was, like Joel said earlier, was the um Delaney I think it was, didn't, didn't track back into um, Torres.
4: Ward. Joel Ward. Ward, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joel Ward, yeah. sorry, yeah. Oh, can, um, can, I, on, can I just pull one thing? I'll I listen to... Uh on the radio and they, they called him Julian Ward I, I, I can't I still can't get in my head where you know if they called him Justin Terry they would never do that would they <laughs> they,
1: they would
4: do their own work I tell you that really annoyed me but anyway sorry
1: alright you're okay now you've got to ask. yeah yeah, <laughs> um, I mean I, look I want to get this out, sort of out in the open now I basically I noticed that the subject was being talked about about whether it was time to replace Baronian. and I know it's something that's cropped up a few times um I don't know. I don't really, I don't know exactly where it's come from. I suppose, as we've talked about before, Jules is coming towards the latter part of his career, but as a keeper, you know, he could have four or five years, I suppose, left in him. So it's a bit of a hard thing to, to really understand, but, uh, there's some talk from the usual sort of people who, who know, you seem to sort of get whispers of what's going on at the club. Um, that one of the first things that Pulis was looking at was a new goalkeeper. And, um, I suppose if he hasn't got the emotional attachment we've got to Julian, uh, and rightly so because he's been an absolute hero for our football club, and showed again yesterday that he's still one of the best shot stoppers you'll ever see. Um, but I suppose stature-wise, he's not a huge goalkeeper. There's some some big keepers out there in the Premier League, and I, I think maybe I can see why people are asking the question. But for me, he's still a top top player and one of our most important players. Uh, Joel, your thoughts?
4: Well, yeah, we don't do emotion at the club anymore, do we? I mean, if we did, Ramage would still be there. So yeah. we can take that out, that he's there that he's there on merit because of, out of the four goalkeepers that we've got, we, I mean, we've got him, we, got the, we bought the ex-Rangers goalkeeper and I can't remember his name now. Alexander. Um, yes, and then we've got him. So he's now deputy to, to Spironi. We've got Price who's deputy to him and then we've got... Uh, Dave Gregory, who's, who, who, so we've got four goalkeepers coming from 19 right up to you know, 19 years old from the youth side that are, that are going to look like they're long-term at the club, or they have been long-term. Um, so apart from, apart from, you know, I, I, I talked to a Rangers friend of mine who, who turned around and said to me, he was really surprised that we got that, that we got him, Alexander, mm-hmm. and he said what he does do is he commands his area and he comes for everything which yeah. sometimes is not always a good thing because Price does that and gets caught out every now and then. But, you know, like I say, Spironi for me, if it, it, there's no way anyone can criticise him for that goal. No way in a million years that first goal because mm. that was thumped a, a six inches off the floor curling. It, it, had he missed it, 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 was a good, it would have been, everyone said, brilliant goal. But the fact is, he got a palm to it. Tipsy, it, it, you can turn around and say at the fractions of him getting a tiny, tiny bit more palm on there, and mm. it was round the post. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. Um, and well, also thought... say that that, that, that uh, <laughs> Ivanovic or whatever wouldn't have then smashed him in the back of the net with an header ten seconds later. But that's all it was. It was just, and, and, and I don't want to pick on Joel Wall because Joel Wall's been one of our best players by miles. And yeah. but it just shows you this is this is the, the why. I saw goals on Sunday today, and they turned around and said, This is why forwards played more than are uh, paid more than defenders, and that is because they react better than defenders. And mm. all it was was where Wald stopped and watched the shot, uh, the striker didn't, and that yeah. was it. And so he gave, gave him two or three yards, and he was he didn't have a challenge to, to you know, mm. so it was an easy whack in the net, but there's no way that was his that was his goal, and like no,
1: I say, look, and, and, the we'll thing of, and the thing with Ward is, is, I mean, you see that week in, week out. That's, I think they said it on Match of the Day, didn't they? That, that's why this, the strikers get paid that much. It's because, you know, that's, that's where their focus is, I, I suppose. But, um, Nick, you've got a couple of comments uh, along uh, on this subject.
0: Yeah, a quick game two in the chat room. WholeRadio.net slash chat said Lord without
1: Jules
0: yep. yep. yesterday, we would have gone down four or five, one. And Unicki said he'll be consolable if we get rid of Jules, or if Pulis gets rid of
1: Jules.
2: Uh,
0: but Pulis has said something about small keepers, hasn't he? In the past couple of weeks, he it? has. That's
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's and also Ian Moody as well was talking in the press about transfer targets, and there's a belief that he wasn't really a coincidence that um, that he mentioned goalkeeper and a left back. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm going to go to Stuart. I'm going to, give him a bit, I'm going to talk like this so he's got a bit of a time to unmute and all that sort of stuff. I'm aware there's a couple of tweets coming on this subject as well, uh, but you're also giving your own opinion there, Stuart. So let's hear it.
3: Yeah, um, well, my, my, my personal opinion on um, Jules is that, that he's I mean, he's good enough for this season, without a doubt. But, um, I mean, if we, if we do stay up and we want to move on to the next level... Um, we'll, we'll probably just have to cast aside emotion and um, and, and probably look to replace him. I'm, I mean, I, I, I do feel, though, that, that Pulis is probably going to make a move in January, and my bet is it will be Thomas Sorensen at, um, at Stoke, who's not really getting much for looking, obviously, at mm. the moment. The
1: only I'd say on that is uh, Sorensen's probably not getting any younger himself, is he? So exactly. But maybe, maybe, but maybe not, anyway.
3: If, if he knows him well and he thinks he feels he's reliable. and But, you know, it's... it's all he has to do is look at his performance yesterday, Sparoni. I mean, as, as as one of the guys said on the chat room, you know, if it wasn't for him, we would have probably gone down four or five one. Those saves at the end were just, you know, just top class. And and he does that have that ability to bring that out in every game. You know, for for every mistake that he might make once every, you know, three or four games, you know, he saved us three or four times in
1: every game. Yeah. So, so what's um, so what's the consensus on the uh, on, on Twitter then?
3: Well, we've got a uh, Brad Thomas has uh, tweeted us, and he's um, he's just said, "Has Jules been any worse than any other Premier League keeper this season?" No, he hasn't. Which you know, which I agree. I mean, yeah. there's it, nothing that it's he's better done. Better than Spurs the goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing he's done this season, Spironi, Where we've yeah. just all, you know gone up in arms and said, oh my goodness, you know, Spironi is a disgrace. Let's get rid of him. It's, you know, he's not, he's, he's, he's not warranted that kind of reaction.
4: But he 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 will evolve, won't he? He will evolve and know that the pace of the, the forwards in the premiership are a, a yard or two quicker than the ones. So he, he will learn that he's got to come off his line faster. He's got to spread himself because they'll be cuter. They're not just going to try and... You know, you know they will try and lob him. They will try and be cute mm. with him. Try and make him look stupid. But it, every everything is that the whole everyone has to evolve with the premiership and 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 just up their game. And, exactly. and I mean, he, he definitely but, did that yesterday, without a doubt. Because we would have got beat three or four. Yeah. I mean,
3: bearing in mind, if we'd, have mind got a third, we'd have
4: got slaughtered. I think he's he's been with us for ten years, but he's only
3: you know. Up to this season, he'd only played, you know, seven or eight games in the Premiership. Mm. And so, you know, he, he, although he's, you know, he's 34, 35, whatever he is now, he's, you know, he's still learning about the Premiership himself. He's, you know, he's, he's not an experienced Premiership keeper. But, you know, for someone who's only played a handful of games in the Premiership, I think he's done, he's done well.
1: I still
0: think it's um, criminal that he hasn't played for Argentina yet himself.
1: Yeah, I mean, it looks like that, that chance has passed for him, unfortunately. But, I mean, all he can do is, is perform as he has been doing in, in the Premier League. Uh, there's a bunch of load more tweets just coming on that subject. Some absolute impassioned cries. I'm going to step in in front of you a bit here, Stuart, and read a couple out. Um, Jack Dunn has said, in a word, no. Matt Mason has said uh, he was brilliant yesterday. Uh, there's a bit of Dan Skipsy talking about how you right you were about the Julian Ward comment gel so i'm sure you'll be happy about that and um sorry, sorry i
4: said it again sorry he's,
1: he's he said you're dead right about the julian Ward, Joe. he's just waiting for commentators to refer to dwight gale as marcus gale which is a fair <laughs> point yeah just a little <laughs> sidetrack there um paul edwardson has uh said it's a silly question um after one of his best games this season no and uh king b has also said in my oh, hang on that's a different thing we'll come back to you later on mate uh, don't worry about that and uh, Christopher Dack says you shouldn't even be questioning the man hashtag legend hashtag safe hands uh, Bob the Eagle I think he's, he says no 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 I think he means no uh, there you go I just want to cover it all that as I could also <laughs> notice that, um, also noticed a little bit further back you mentioned Brad Thomas's opinion on that he also gave an opinion on KG just sort of get, get that in while we can He's a player for the manager rather than the fans. He's a vital part of the side, and we miss him when he's not there. I think that's kind of the really pithy, short way of what I was trying to say. So thanks for that. That that would have saved me a lot of time earlier on if I'd read it. Less (laughs) Um, is more. Less is more, yeah. Um, But yeah, good. Thanks for all your contact, and keep it coming. And um, yeah, Stuart's in the communication hub, asking you all the questions out there on Twitter. So at H O L Radio, have a look at that Um, so, yeah, there you go. Um, I did, uh, obviously, I did ask the question earlier on, uh, did we expect the worst after we conceded that goal? I won't hang around to discuss that since we're um, mass- we're going we're gonna to overrun massively if we're not careful. Um, so, I mean, our response to that goal, should we say, we came back pretty quickly with an equaliser, and it was noticeable that it was Joel Ward who uh, he put the final cross in, but it was a lot of good work from Chemack, um in the build-up to it, and he ended up getting on the end of it. And, and what a finish it was. Um, thoughts, Joel?
4: Uh, well, I mean, against against Cardiff, Ward was was unlucky to have a shot just on the edge of the penalty area, dead central. You know, he he's a he just marauds, doesn't he? Don't matter whether you are playing down the right side, down the left side, he just marauds. I, I just love his I love his sense of what I like is basically if the if the manager turns around and says you stay back, it, so you stay back. But he's he's given he's given permission to go marauding down that left hand side, and all you can ask for is is like 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 we said earlier, you know, with Murray last year. If you cross it, he will score. And if you keep feeding Shemek, the way that he is now, mentally, he must be in a he's in he's in a miles better place than he was five games ago. You mm. know, he's three goals. It it does. He does mar, it you know, does marvels for, for your confidence, for your, for the team, for his bank balance, for, for everything. So, you know, it's just he's he's loving it, and I I I, I love Wald, I really do. And I will tell you what, in a more fashionable team, he would have uh, more important people within the FA looking at his performances. I yeah. can assure you that. Um, Nick, you're screaming. He was
0: he in was, was, cut, he was um, cut, cutting inside quite a lot as well. A few times he was actually in the centre circle. I noticed. Mm. Um, which was good. Um, you, you sorry, you just mentioned in uh, Shamak. If you cross, he will score. It's just phenomenal that he's got the best shots to goals ratio in the world at the moment.
1: What yeah, four, four, from four. five,
0: eighty yeah. percent. It's, it's, it's on shots
1: on, it's shots on target, but I mean, I don't think the, I don't think he's shot off target yet. He might have only shot a couple off target, but no, it, is, it just shows you that that when he does take a shot, it's it's at the right moment, I guess. But um, I, well, I can remember him. I can remember him. I remember the one he missed. Um, but but yeah. it's just you know. But it, it, he is what I really like at the moment. I really do. What I, yeah is is that um. Sorry that yeah was actually I'm, I'm so stupid. We got a little chat window going, on and I actually answered Stuart's question in the middle of me speaking. <laughs> but I, why would I do that? <laughs> back back I just, to Ward. I, I no you sorry sorry me. I hadn't. I wanted to ask you a question, Nick. Sorry mate. I, sorry. I really did. I know I keep losing my train of thought. I apologise. But what I was going to ask you is I is, is whether you think. That um, the slightly withdrawn position that Tremac's now playing is actually getting him more space and more chance. It's actually seems he seems to be sort of being able to come onto the ball a bit more. He's sort of you know the He's he always sort of you know behind him or something like that when he was the focal point of the attack. But now he's got Jerome ahead of him. He's getting much more involved in the, on the play in general. But he's also, he seems to be coming on to chances, if you know
0: what I mean. He does, because he's, he's dropped back a bit. He seems to be kind of sneaking in to, to the shooting positions. I mean, the, the way he got into the position to score yesterday, he looked like me after the office party uh, last year, when he, when he kind of, he looked like a drunk man going in, in and round and, and wibbly wobbly until he got, in, got into the scoring position. It, it, it's great. He kind of sneaks in there.
4: Well, we, we, we're not 4-4-2 anymore. We're we? 4-4-1-1. Yeah so, yeah. so he's so he's just sitting back. I mean, the other good thing is as well is that finally he's not flicking on. You know, he's not flicking on needlessly. He's been told yeah. to hold the ball up, and, and because he's because he is the the, the, the player that he is, and and, and getting better, it, I, I think with confidence, what you do, you get that tiny little fraction bit more time. And and what he's doing, he's able to hold it up and then use instead of trying to do it all, he can see little gaps and and, and, and he's he just is good for the team when he's when now he's on now he's well he's on fire and he really is on fire, isn't he? So you know, it, it's all good. But I, I just I just like that I'm not a fan of of, uh, of messing about with formations, but if four four one one suits us then then so be it.
0: Says Mr. Let's Play three-five-two. who was talking about <laughs> that at the start of the season, yeah. Well, Yeah, um, but, we, yeah, but we, need,
4: we need the goals, mate. That's, that's the yeah, thing. I, we need I be, goals. I beg, I beg to differ on your Shemak
0: holding up. I think he's at, you're right, but when we played Cardiff last week, which shows we played differently against different teams, four or five times he was flicking on towards a corner flag where he knew exactly where Bannon would be going. Now, we played slightly differently yesterday. We also, uh, you, Bannon, you set up
4: and that's, yeah. and that's the experience that Pulis give, gives when he can change a team and tell people, change the team and, and say, I want, instead of you cutting in, I don't want you doing anything apart from running down that line where Shemak's going to win the header and flick it on for you. Yeah.
0: Talking of Bannon, didn't he look fed? I, well, you wouldn't have seen it in the ground, Chris, but um, Bannon looked absolutely Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, picked, I picked, oh.
1: picked that up on Twitter. I mean, it's the old adage, adage isn't it? You want people to be annoyed when they're taken off. Um, I don't yeah. think it was. I don't think it was a game for him. I really don't, because for me, he, he's being asked to to play as almost like an orthodox winger, isn't he? And um I think Chelsea Chelsea had in so much of the ball that he struggled to get him in possession. He wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination, but he wasn't. He just didn't see enough of the ball. I don't think, and I think it was right to get Balassi on. Uh, but I think it was interesting because at the time of the substitution, I think it was literally you could flip a coin between Punch and, and Bannon as to which could have been taken off to get Belassie on the pitch. But uh, it, as it turned out, pretty much as soon as Bellassi came on, Punchin really upped his game, and I, and I think he probably had one of his more impressive games in a in a Palace shirt that second half. He was a he was a real handful uh, and looking a little bit more sharp. Dare I say that um, maybe the new sort of training re- regime has had an effect on him as well. Um, well you mean? But, the fact yeah. that they are training now? Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't want to say that. I mean, I don't know. I just, you just you can't help but pick up on little things that people say, and they're all saying the same thing. We're a bit more organised. there's a bit more focus. All this sort of stuff, and I think maybe that shows you what what happened with with Holloway. In that, you know, he he had his focus, but he wasn't getting through to the players. I think they're now dealing with with first with Millen and, for, and now with, with Tony Puletis. They're dealing with something that they better understand, you know, they understand their responsibilities a bit more and they're being asked, uh, asked, you know, to train harder and to, to play more as a team um, We are playing as a team, that, that's the most noticeable thing, isn't it? Most noticeable thing mm. uh, Absolutely, um, yeah, so I mean, obviously, yeah we've um, covered, a, covered a bit there, got a little bit sidetracked again but that's all good uh, just trying, I'll frantically fit in while I try and get back to the right screen I don't know what I was clicking on um I want to talk about the Ramirez goal a little bit. Um at first of all, your your first thought when you look at it, what is what a strike. Um my second thought when I looked at it was, well, Jules has got no chance because of the way it's I think it's nearly hit a Chelsea player, I wasn't sure if it was, it might have been Torres, but it kinda it just basically arrowed into that corner. And then I noticed um a few people saying it and then again it was also referenced on I think the match of the day highlights. Um let just seem to be cut together to make Chelsea look better than they were for me. And I don't, I'm not sure what they did with it.
2: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare
4: accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18+, plus. serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The sound, either they seem to mute our fans because we were a lot louder than that. Anyway, getting get my match of the day rant was about to take hold. Um, so, but but one of the things they picked up was uh, Mila Jedanic. Um, it sort of came out to meet the strike, but
4: sort of stopped and turned his back.
1: Is it a mistake, Gel? No. Is that no a mistake? Way.
4: No, 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 no. Because what they did, see, now that that was picked up again by goals on Sunday. And if you actually look at that strike, right, the boys passed him. As he turns his head. Look at it. When when, when Ramirez is a, he's about to strike the ball, he is running straight at him. Just, just go, go on the sky, download do, do what you have to do, download it, and you will see that he did not turn his back on him. He did not turn his back on him. But that's, that's not Jednek. That is not Jednek. He'd stick his tongue in the way to stop that ball if he thought he could do <laughs> He, he wouldn't do it, wouldn't he? He dies for the club. Week in, week out. So that's crap for them to pick that. To so pick on that, that's really, really BS for me. That it's so poor. It's just don't have a little dig. He doesn't do that, all right. Um, but but the other thing as well, Ramirez couldn't hit a cow's ass of a banjo for the last three years, and then scores the goal of his life, as did two of them, two of the Fulham players. But it seems to be against us. We seem to be con- conceding worldies. Seriously, he is Ramirez is the worst player at Chelsea? He's absolutely crap. But and then he comes on and scores a goal. Listen, if Jules, uh, there was four players in his way. Even if he'd have seen it, he ain't saving that. It was a brilliant goal, and you've got yeah, to put your was. hands up and say it was a brilliant goal. he wouldn't have saved it. So, um, but you know, to to, for, to pick on Jules, uh, to pick on uh, 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 probably you know one of our most committed, our most committed player by a mile, right? And so and say turn, turn his Be back late. on it, freeze freeze-frame it, and I'm telling you now, Jedinak did not turn round until he, he, his head goes. When the ball's five or six feet past him, then he's turning his head. He's not mm. turning his head to look at it. He is turning away, but he isn't. In the instant when Ramirez picks that ball up, he is running at him. If if he's turned his turn back on him, he ain't even going to see the shot, is he? No, you, see, exactly. you see, He sees the first... He sees the ball when it leaves his foot, and Honestly, no, it's it such rubbish to pick out to pick that out. I know we're only talking about it because it's been picked out, but that's just complete crap. <laughs> um just uh, yeah, Nick, if you there's a comment that's been picked up on the
1: um <laughs> So i am going to have there? a cough in fit, so if you could read really it, I'm gonna mute. Alright. Oh fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way he said he's gonna mute and then cough first before doing so. <laughs> well done, Nick, you're a genius. Joe was just in reference. Bells
0: said BS. Yes. That's the politest gel has been in ages. It must be so hard for him not to swear on here. Ha, can, ha, ha.
4: Can, can I just say something? I've yeah. my, my brother-in-law has started listening, Michael, yeah. and my niece, uh, Daisy, and she said to me, Uncle, you swear too much. <laughs>
0: yeah. Which it's is, a, a, which is ever since he got asked for an autograph on this train, he thinks yeah. he's important
4: now. But it's bollocks. He's, he's got
0: to carry photos <laughs> <around>
4: <laughs> <you> <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I did right, say I will try not to rent anymore. You it's know, like, because rent, I, get, I get told sold yeah. off. So
1: your rants are fine, but yeah. <laughs> but this. at least you haven't served a five week ban like I did. the <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that was unforgivable, what you did. <laughs> it was.
4: There's only... We've done that twice in, Minutes, in all the time I've been coming on here. Show. Chris did <laughs> that, it, and you did was, it. I'm, not even I've done it, and that's one of my favourite words. Listen... I've, <laughs> I've been nice. asked by two people to say that, and I said no. It's one of Kel's favourite words as well. It is indeed.
1: Anyway, uh, let's let's get back to what <laughs> we talked about. Um... Well yeah, so like you say, it was uh it was just it was just a good strike for that second goal. But what was really pleasing is that we did re- we did respond and um I think Delaney could have had a hat trick ahead us. Um let's have a little chat about those. Um I think one of them I think we, one of them sort of seemed to balloon off his head like um like it was Claude Davis heading it if you remember Claude's fifty P <laughs> Um So but we'll so we'll forget about that one. But there were he two
4: karate when he played football. <laughs> yeah,
1: Yeah. <laughs>
4: Oh, I used to love Claude Davis. He's Me too. He's, he's a hero. Brilliant. Yeah, he's great
1: down at Crawley as well. But uh, anyway, but um, <laughs> the but, thinking uh, man's Calvin Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> it's a better striking than Calvin, I think. But um, anyway, like yeah, so Delaney had a couple of really good chances. I don't know if you re- recall this, chaps. But um, one he headed straight at Peter Check and one he had sort of flashed a header just wide from the near post. Um. I mean, those are the moments, aren't they, really? I mean, do we have a right to be disappointed there? I suppose we probably do, don't we, Nick? Yes
0: and no. I mean, it's half an inch the other way it would have gone in, wouldn't it? And the, and the fact is he made the, he made the Chelsea defence look like the Muppets they are. We played a team that's worth about 25 times the Palace team. Even the game's probably worth 25 times the ground and the, the surrounding environs of the ground. And we made them look ordinary. And the fact that somebody like Delaney's coming up and, uh, you know, taking the mickey out of him, you know. Yeah,
4: but he's a mountain, though, isn't he? He is a, just a hes a beast. And I think once he realises that he can, you know, they're just, they're just normal guys. They're, You know, they're very good footballers, but they're just blokes. And he will stick his head in, into, into, their, into their head. And they will be wary of that. You know, what I have to remember is that this is why when when they come up, when teams come up, you know, these big teams come up against sides in the, in the uh, Championship and First Division and they go out in the FA Cup is because that six-foot, three-inch centre-back is going to stuff you, the ball, your mate, and the goalkeeper in the back of the net. And he won't care because he does it week in, week out. But these premiership players, all they do is they go out and they go, ah, and the referee blows up because he thinks he saw a foul. You know, you, yep. you, they're scared. So... I I can't believe he ain't scored. I can't can't believe he ain't scored a few headers. But, you know. But, yeah, exactly.
0: Sorry, DJ Shores, which I've been uh, told is the way you pronounce his name. DJ Shores, that's like the KG debate again. Um, Delaney looked like he was going to kill someone when he missed the third header. (laughs) I love his passion.
1: Yes, yeah, absolutely. and To be honest, it's half the reason he got there in the first place is that, that will to get there, you know. So I don't think it's worthy of criticism, but it was certainly just shows you, again, if you take your chances at this level, we could have, we could have walked away with three points, let alone one. But um, in the end, we got none. Uh, Stuart, I'm going to come back to you. You've had um, plenty of tweets in on, on a variety of things, but I think going back to the Shemak subject, just get a flavour of what people are saying.
3: Yeah, I was just, we were asking the question of... Um... Has anyone's negative opinion about him in the past changed to positive recently? And uh, we had one in from Henry, who's, who's clearly um, an experienced poet. He thought he was shite, but now he's all right. Um, <laughs> Rich, R- Richard Jeffries. Uh, I always thought he just needed a chance. Glad we gave it to him. Um, Karen Baxter. Yeah, uh, ask Gary Biggest Van Lineker. He knows best. Not, <laughs> yeah, clearly his biggest fan, isn't he, Gary? Um, Rand Fateren, um, he, um, bel- uh, he was a believer from the moment we signed him. Hope he continues to find form. And Is that his just, real name, Rand Fateren, yeah. possibly not. Who uh, knows? And Daniel Stone, um, just, just simply despises his hair.
1: <laughs> which, uh, yeah, once he scores yeah, goals. Really. I'm not too bothered about. I noticed Patrick. I O'Con- Patrick O'Connor's just this second said uh, he's always been positive about him and glad that others have come around. I think we gave him a bit of stick on this show. It's fair to say, and, um, and cheers to you, well. Holloway. So. Yeah, yeah, he did say that as well. Yeah, yeah, which is a fair point. Um, but I mean, when we, when I say we gave Chumack stick, we, I wouldn't say we, we at any point questioned his ability. It was more the application and how it was kind of working out and whether he was the the right man for our team. But I think his. We've always said, I think it's always about confidence. And for a while, he just wasn't shooting, and he didn't have that confidence. Now he looks a different prospect. But let's not go over again what we were saying about earlier, and there'll be and it, plenty of time. Come he's more than made up for that
0: pansy Stoker attempt at yeah. A tackle.
1: Yeah, I mean, more he's than ta- made
0: up for that. In fact, yes. he's made more tackles than. You know, a lot of defenders well, in this league. Uh?
1: Do you see, there was actually, um, I, can't remember, I think it was on the BBS, there was someone printed out a load of the statistics about most tackles from a forward, and he, it's him. By an absolute, by about 20 tackles. He's just way ahead of everyone. He's also won, you know, I think his second or third most headers now. And, yeah, he's he's been colossal for us. He really has. He's a very, very good player. And now he's starting to believe and play with that smile on his face. It's... um. I mean he's he's a big big player for us um I did notice the one there's been one uh, tweet from James Houston earlier on uh, he's talking about spironi as we were mentioning earlier on whether people think it's time for a change and James has said that he, he loves spironi. He's an absolute legend but he definitely thinks it's time for a change so there are people out there who are who are thinking along those lines but um <laughs> can, I, can um, I
4: just can I just say on, on the goalkeeping line if we if we do start to look elsewhere for a goalkeeper that would worry me because we've got Price is is a good goalkeeper. Price is good enough, and has been good enough to play for us uh, right up to the quarterfinals of the of the Carling Cup. Um, he, he, you know, he was part of that team, uh, so I think he's. And then again, uh, if we've gone out and bought Alexander. I don't. I, I would be worried about why we've got four goalkeepers, four able goalkeepers, that we can't choose one of them and stick. Well, we are sticking with Jules if we were to change, why it wouldn't come from the other three or one of the other two, really?
1: Well, we'll have, we'll have to see. I personally don't think Price is anywhere near up to the, the top-level standard. Um, I just think he's a great second keeper and and that's it. And and I think Alexander, again, wrong end of his career, a bit of experience, certainly as good good as cover. And it's quite hard to get goalkeeper cover, isn't it? And that's the thing. You, when you're talking about someone who's not exactly competing for the number one position, that's that's kind of what we mean. You're always going to get Someone who's maybe at the wrong end of their career or, you know, someone who, who's just not consistent enough. And I think that's what we've got with our reserve keepers. We've got some fantastic young keepers coming through uh, academy level. So I'll see, see if any of them get good enough, um, uh, you know. But I think, obviously, you've got to get out and get some games, first of all. Um, I did. We have, I have just retweeted um, Andrew Mattson's song about Chimac. It's to the tune of Back for Good I Take That. And, obviously, Chimac for Good is in there. But I'm not going to sing it, at least not yet.
4: Clever. Um, what about yeah. when you're drunk at a Christmas party down at Port Manor? Yep. Yeah, well, is, yeah. is that an open invite? If it doesn't be, what, what are we Port talking Manor? about? Oh, oh whose Christmas party? ours, oh.
1: we, ours have an, yeah. we, have an, we haven't
4: we haven't organised one yet. Yeah. Haven't we? No.
1: Mikey's My had that child, hasn't he? That's what's happened. Right. We've stopped organising okay. things. But anyway, there's an FYP one. Was that or was that past That was at the um uh, usual the waterfront instead. Waterfront. That's it. Really? Never, never made one. Yet, but good um, love to go down there and see the lads. But anyway, that's uh, that's by the by. Um, you want to talk about Jerome, don't you, Nick? Yeah, there was a, there was an interesting thread uh, on
0: Homestar Online about how people who saw him live in the last couple of games uh, think he's played a blinder, but those who saw him on the telly on the telly box or the internet streams, um, he didn't come across as well. I was I was just he he, he didn't seem to play that well yesterday. And I've got a lot of time for him. But we've always said, you know, the difference between a quality player and and one not so good is the consistency. But um, how did he come across when you were watching him yeah. yesterday? Did um, he play a lot better than it seemed yeah, on the telly? Yeah, yeah.
1: I've said this before. One of the things that it's weird, isn't it? Like when you watch when you watch the game on, on sort of the TV angle, you sort of I always used to think you see so much more watching it on TV. You only go to the game, you know, before the for the atmosphere and the fact that you know that's what you, do. you go to football you got your mates around you blah 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 but what you kind of forget when you're watching it you're watching what a camera is telling you you can watch you know what you,
0: And you're what also, you also um you also um kind of uh, the the commentator kind yeah, of Yeah, the as well.
1: Exactly, exactly. When you're when you're making your own mind up about what you're watching and what you and you know there's no one telling you in your head what you're uh, what you're seeing. It's it is a completely different story. And Jerome did a hell of a lot of work off the ball. And more to the point, he was at times all that time where you have got the uh, the camera focus on Chelsea in possession in our, in the, sort of the final third trying to probe our defence. It's about what what Jerome's doing there, the people he's occupying, the space he's taking up, and things like that. He's he's playing the role he's been given and role he's been given is, is, is essentially a lone front man waiting for scraps and he he, he did it really well it wasn't it wasn't as, anywhere near as good as the, the performance i think that he put on uh, against cardiff because but then that was a much more even game we, we you know we were the better side in that game we weren't trying to he wasn't feeding off a of scraps. he was working a lot harder than that and getting a lot more of the ball but i thought he, i wouldn't i don't think he deserved any criticism gel
4: well, he'll be on Sky Sports, uh, uh, the Soccer AM next week because he, that little nutmeg on sideshow Bob, that was genius. That was, I mean, that was that really, really was. I think he done him twice. I know he definitely done him once, but yeah, I mean, what what he does, though, he harries and and I, I, the other thing I, as well is that the more that we start, you know, the negative press now, he's slowing down, and the more praise we get, it, it, it's going to highlight. Uh, they'll it, it, get more. They'll get highlighted more, and I think what I do, it'll, it'll get a bit more attention instead of just going, oh yeah, he's up front. Uh, just watching me runs like a lunatic. Um, I think they will be wary of him. You know. um but, yeah, he's, he's big enough and bad enough to take care of himself. But like you say, you, you can't run around like a lunatic all the time when yeah. I mean, he played fantastic against Cardiff. But like you say, Chris, and you, you know, you, you spot on what you just said is that you can't, you see on TV, you see what the camera wants you to see. And, and, I, and I've said this many times, when I go to and watch the live games, I love people watching and it, and not, not necessarily i 've always got the ball. I love watching yeah. players and, and, and watching their positions and and watching them you know when the goalkeeper's got the ball and if he thinks instead i 'll go and shut the, the the right back down because yeah. someone 's already fifteen yards away from the left back so i 'll go and, and I love that that effort and that 's what Pulis, that experience is. I would be amazed if if as a club we Start to let you know. At the beginning of the season, we let we let teams have the ball and let them come at us and hit them on a the break. I don't think we're doing that as much now. You know, we're more of an attacking threat than we were in the first we seven are. or eight nine games. And, we are. We, did, didn't. we didn't have that, did we? Because, well, no. It's obvious because we didn't score any bloody goals. You know, yeah. the odd goal. Um, but now we are. Now we are a threat. We're a, you know we're we're pretty shored up at the back conceding. I think it's only West Ham at really conceding less goals than us. You know, not many teams conceding less goals than us down there where we are. You're Not Tottenham, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but, um, but you know, that's the thing. We're shored up. We, we're just a little bit of luck and maybe one, one or two players away, and we get the chance in six weeks or five weeks. We get the chance to yeah. to do it. Still
1: think we're going to have. It's to interesting to move a few out, but yeah, um, go, on, go, on, go
0: on, Nick. It's interesting that we're doing this and still only getting thirty. 30- Thirty, thirty-five percent of possession in the game as well. You know, we're yeah, getting less possession um, and still getting a near equal amount of chances on goal.
1: It's a, di- it's weird. It's a different type of possession, isn't it? That we're getting. We're, we're quite. We the thing is, we were probably playing the ball longer. Uh, sorry, more often, long, more often under Holloway in some ways, but we do go. We go through the. You know, through the on. You know. The, across the length of the pitch quicker, if you know what I mean, under Pures. Yeah, but that Moxie, that Moxie,
4: it's... that screamer left back, when he gets it, picks up a left back, mm. and he launches a 75 to 80-yard pass to, towards the right winger. Yeah. You know, we, we were doing that. We were doing that right away back. We've been doing that since Razor Ruddock. Yeah. You know, no one said that when when Ruddock, when he was left back for Liverpool. No one said that when he was doing
2: it. No, exactly.
1: No, I, but I, I mean, the point I'm making is I think that we're, we're actually creating more. We actually... When you're watching it, you it feels like we're getting more of the ball than we were. We probably aren't. We pro- I mean, the possession stats, as Stuart was saying in our, in our chat there, it's hard to actually completely believe them. So you know, so we so. were
4: 23% when we at home against Everton.
1: Yeah, yeah. I so say again, it not not feel like that. But I I think I suppose you know we don't we don't close down unnecessarily now maybe I think that's possibly the way to be um, got a few things going on there Nick you got anything there for me I'm just trying to work out what all that oh, says no off the
0: news uh, the France the BN Sport of saying that AVB has left Spurs so there's yeah, well, some, well, you know, yeah, exclusive yeah, they, news yeah
1: there's no surprise there really is
0: it um, so Holloway to the lane mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: what Holloway Road oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> 60, I can't believe it
0: yeah yeah. He went in a little rowboat all the way. Road,
1: <laughs> brilliant.
3: It's right. the um, season to be jolly, isn't it? Sackings all over the place now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Listen, we're obviously we were due to finish at nine. That's not going to happen now. Probably be an extra. F-
2: I don't know. I don't know how much
1: more you're going to get, but um, we've got a bit say more say goodbye, to cover. We can go. We could, but we're not going um, <laughs> to. Uh, but well, no, we won't keep it much longer. Uh, but uh, there's a couple of things I want to point out. We're also talking there about the January transfer window and things like that. And um, one of the things that we, we're starting to get now, I mean, Joe, you were listing the sort of the players that we, we've got and, you know, the people like we were talking earlier on about Bannon, where's Williams going to get his chance and all this sort of stuff. And um, I mean, obviously what we've got now, we've got a settled first 11, if you like. I think that was Tony Pulis's first thing he wanted to do was get a, a regular just i mean it helps build familiarity and spirit and it's unfortunate for the players that they're out of the team and funny enough it's what cameron jerome was complaining about under Pulis when he was back at stoke in that if you weren't in the team it you know it was very very hard to get to get games and i think a few of the guys on the fringes are, are going to find that um leading up to january which is a bit of a shame for them but um but we do have people waiting in their background. Now, it's been picked up, obviously, in our notes here, that Punchin is starting ahead of Yannick. Yannick had his band got out of the team. Um, do we feel, been bearing in mind that Punchin is certainly one we've all criticised recently, um, Do are we now feeling that, that Punchin still deserves to start ahead of Yannick, Joe?
4: No, no, Yannick all day for me, I'm afraid. You know, I know. I know punching had the little turn, and and yeah, uh, I just, I just think, uh, I just think with the goal, with with proper guidance, I, I, I honestly think that Balassi will be, you know, will be, uh, I won't say dare say as good as Wolf, but up there. I mean, you know, when we saw, didn't we, when the two of them turned it on, that we had damage from both sides. I really do think, I really do think that he is a more attractive. Uh, Proposition for for us, um, and he loves playing for us. He doesn't seem to have an attitude. Whether it's I don't I don't know, you know. But um, if you to ask me if he was going to go in, in January, I would I would say I would say Punchin, um, and it wouldn't surprise me if Capena goes as well. Um, i I'll sit on the fence about him. You know, yeah. I've seen him play live. I've you know I've, I've watched watched him a little bit. I, I honestly don't know what the problem is. I've not I've heard silly rumours like everyone else's, but until someone comes out and says it, then it would, uh, credible. Then uh, then i just we have to ignore them. But yeah, I, I would I would say that if there was two that we had to sacrifice, he hasn't done anything to, to warrant a long term run, Capena, mm. um, and and if he did, he's only coming into the centre. And, and and in all honesty, if we had to bring, if we could only make one change every single week to come into the centre and midfield. I would take O'Keefe over anybody, over any of our midfielders, to to replace KG, or or, or dare I say, if if um, if Jedinek had to come off for any reason, even you know. even Williams. Yeah, but he, yeah, but it's a, they're different type. I mean, Bannon and Williams, not only do they look alike, they play alike. But at the moment, you've got to be, you've got to say that, you know, that Bannon is is a little bit ahead. I love Johnny Williams, I really do, you know. But he, he's I'm probably in front of him. So we've well, got a lot. Of, we've got she? a lot of players. We've got a lot of players, yeah. Nick. That, that play in. A, you know, we've probably got five or six players in the centre that are vying for, vying for two spots. And I think that's, yeah. that's maybe where we went wrong. I mean, it's great to have people fight, you know, fighting for the same space, but. It's, uh, it doesn't do you any favours when it comes to people that are not playing and they're going to get the ump. And you, you always hear that if they don't play, they've got the ump, and they're always on a manager's case. So what we'll, we'll find out because not only will it be players that we want to get rid of, there'll be players that are not going to be playing regularly that will want to go.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That is that It makes, is, makes, makes it a little outside, bit easier,
4: yeah. doesn't it? It makes it a bit yeah. easier for the manager when you've got players... That, and, when they, and the other thing as well, when a player wants to go, you've got to you let them go because... Like I say, we want people playing for the badge, not for the cash. And, and yeah, if you want to go, I think fuck
0: Punxian's, Punxian's played better since Pulis has come in, though. I yeah, mean, it, it, it's, still it, a
4: bit, it, it's still a bit hot and cold. it's play well, get out. That, that Pulis yeah. is that kind of guy. You, he doesn't. He's he's not one of these managers that comes on gives you. He probably will give you a bit of a hug. Well done, sunshine. But you give him yump and he will fire into you. He's almost. Oh I imagine he's he's esque mm. you know we've got to Any- take plastic cups into the changing room at half time anyone
1: else think, <laughs> anyone else think that Joe was about to swear just then anyway oh, um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway look, um, <laughs> yeah uh, an interesting point from uh, Radzi Rendot. I hope I pronounced that right um the last is definitely the first choice over um over and an interesting point they make is that um Z- Zaha actually played better when Balassi was playing at the same time, and actually Balassi should, you know, maybe Moyes should sign him up. so sure, Zaha man, does better at Man <laughs> U.
1: It's interesting. I noticed uh, producer Tom chimed in and, and in our chat there and suggested, um, you know, obviously, what if Wilf comes back, and maybe that's something we could do if uh, if Punchin was to be sent back. For the record, I'd like to say I think the last two games, I think Punchin has has been improved. I think he's. Yeah, yeah. Part, part of me, part of me, has just got this. I just got this feeling he could start to be a massive player for us. I, I think perhaps that's where my frustration with him in the past has sort of come from. In that, I kind of expect more from him. It's not that I don't. He's not one that I don't think is good enough. He's one that I don't think is quite applying himself the right way. And I, I know it's a hard thing to say about a professional footballer. And I'm sure he, if you know if you were to talk to him, you would say he's he's giving hundred percent. But I just
4: think there's a little bit of a. Do you know what reminds bit, me of? Yeah, go on. He reminds you. When the World Cup's on this summer, right? You watch when Cameroon play, and what mm-hmm. they do, they they they've got lovely little touches, and they get this bit of space, and 35 yards out, they thump one into the top of the stand or or 15 foot wide of the post, and that's what he does. He, you know, he, he's he has been he has supplied that goal. He supplied the cross for the goal for one goal but he does he does seem to be more selfish we, we what we need is wingers to be wingers and cross yeah. the ball and yeah, you yeah. know you get you okay. get the adulation if you if you're a, if you're an out and out winger we can go back I, I know just very quickly we we remember at Palace we we remember wingers from years ago right away back from Vince Hilaire great player but all he did was got down a down a wing crossed it Inch of wood, bosh, you know, and then we, but, but it's true, isn't it? When we ate Jerry Murphy down, down, and crossing over, and, and that, that's what we want, that's all we want from him. We don't want him to be cutting in and smacking yeah. it in the top corner because it, it ain't happening, you know. So you I an, think an, an we should um,
0: get the Hovis music when Jail
4: starts. But what I'm saying is, if he's a winger, he's a winger, just get don't try and shoot. I don't want you to shoot, I, want to, I just want you to cross. You know, because we, we know that we got, we got two players there that are, that are waiting for crosses. You're cutting in and shooting, and you watch them. Yeah, the other thing as well, you watch. When that, when that happens, their heads go down a little bit. And then we ask oh, where well, we've got to start again because we're up against Chelsea or we're up against Man United. You know, you, you work hard to fight for your space to get to, to anticipate a cross. And then when a the geezer bangs it, you know, 25 feet, scuffs it along the floor, 25 foot left of the post, you think, Christ, if he'd have crossed me, I had, to, I had a yard on the defender then. Do you know that's, that's what I'm saying? And, and I said, last year, Murray weren't getting across his winner. When, when they turned around, look, just, just cross the ball, don't shoot, cross the ball, and bosh, 30 goals. And I think that's what well, we look, do. I, I think we, it's
1: what we were talking to Steve Parrish about last week, Joe, when we he was saying the same thing, Palace of, you know, that's the sort of side we've always been, side with wingers who get the ball in the box and create chances that way. And you're, you're absolutely right. I have to say, Nick, I don't think of the Hovis hobby, music during Joe's rants. So I actually think of the Penny Hill Benny Hill theme tune, but um, that's just me. I don't know why. I think it's probably the pace of the round. Uh, Anyway, I want to round off a couple of little bits and pieces. Um, One is the, um, we were going to talk about the Stuart O'Keefe chance. Uh, Terry cleared it off the line and it was blocked again and then blocked again by about 800 people. Uh, But we haven't got time to talk about that, but we did talk about O'Keefe in quite a lot of detail. Uh, I really want to make mention of the atmosphere. It's incredibly, yet again, and another incredibly disappointing Trip for me, my first trip to Stamford Bridge, believe it or not, and that was um, I don't know where their fans were. I mean, they they seemed to physically be there, but I mean, it was all Palace again, and you know, you get almost get tired of saying it, and you know, obviously the praise was out for us once more, and that's great, and it's it's nice that everyone's feeling good about ourselves, and you know, Jose Mourinho. Just so impressed that he gave us a, a little clap and called a, called the palace fans fantastic after the game It was actually fantastic 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 we were it was but, um which is which is great it's great to get that level of recognition from from a manager of his stature as well who understands how important fan backing is um but it's just it was a real disappointment uh, to see chelsea like that i mean it' it, it seems oh, to be what, it is but it's what it's what what this whole argument about a and, exists now? Going going back years ago
0: when you had the shed, it was so passionate at Chelsea. You know, it was it was great going to. Yeah, Chelsea. I mean, it, was it was a working man's game. Yeah. It's a working man's club,
4: mate. It's not working man's club anymore. Somebody
0: thing. was saying uh, most true Chelsea fans go to the away games now.
4: They probably do. Can I just it's put not, that thing? I don't thing, doubt it. Don't doubt. But, uh, a quick game too, as just um, Sir Murray said. Uh, when I sit with Joe at games, he gives me a running commentary of what I'm watching. And that's because, <laughs> Paul, you are blind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to help the aged.
1: <laughs> <Surely laughs> I'm, like I'm like a little
4: guard dog, like a little palace guard dog. All right, surely, trying to help out. Listen,
1: mate, surely he's got enough money to buy himself new laser eyes or something. But anyway, um, <clears throat> we're going to have to leave the, the game review there. But just before we do, I'm going to pick up on some forward reviews and then Stuart's going to help me out by giving me a quick rundown of... Some of the tweets we haven't got to. Thank you for all your contact today, by the way. We won't get to it all because we've been rabbiting on like idiots. But we um, really do appreciate every message. Uh, the 4 of views, Ben Nagel. Where's he been, eh? Where has he been? Student. Um, Bloody it's student. June, exactly. Um, he's put definitely deserved a point. De- uh, Dan Barrett uh, has said, positive, solid, getting better. Ryan Eagles-Goddard has said, we have brilliant fans. Jay Harding, brilliant performance, unlucky result. Chris Marshall, finishing must get better. And Rob Ginger, Rob Pierce has said we need a goal scorer. So, so sort of a mixture of uh, of praise and um, and suggestions on how we can improve there. So, thanks for those lads, much appreciated. Um, yeah. So, St- Stuart. Yep, we've uh,
3: got a couple of subjects to finish off with here. We uh, put a tweet out there for Yannick or Punchin. Mm-hmm. Uh, da- Daniel Stone says both are frustrating. Um, Colin Squires, if only Yannick could shoot. Uh, Lee Taylor got to be punching at the moment. Sprays the ball across the field with superb accuracy. Starting to come good. Uh, Mark Williams' punching was played has played well last two games. Slightly more, um, slightly more end product than uh, than Balassi. And John Thurgood just says Yannick one word there. Uh, and then we we we'll come to some predictions for the Newcastle match next week.
1: I um, well, don't yeah, know we'll if any have...
3: of you guys want to go first. Uh, no, we'll we'll we'll
1: give our predictions after the little preview. But we're happy to hear uh, happy to hear from the um the listeners to so go for it.
3: Yeah. Okay. We We've got um, Barbara Paul says two one Palace Shamak and Delaney. She reckons one day she'll be right. So let's hope it's next week. Um, we got Paul at the Wild Sea. He says one one Shamak to keep scoring. Uh, Dillam one uh, 0 Punchin with the goal and Newcastle to hit the post a couple of times. Very, uh, very thorough <laughs> there with the prediction. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, Chris Coles two 0 Palace on a roll after Saturday's performance. Easy apparently. And uh, Dan Barrett two one Palace Shamak and Punchin.
1: Mm. And i just picking up. There's there's a load more. Tweets on that uh, that subject we raised of um, Punch and Or Yannick, including one uh, from uh, just now, just from Andrew Waller, who said Williams <laughs> in response to that. so <laughs> it's a Good point, actually. Yeah. He has a point.
4: He does. As yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, loads actually, um, I actually picked up. Ian Green was talking about. Um, he's he's given us a couple of tweets actually, but he was talking about the Newcastle game. He's saying you know saying how they they've, they've hit, hit some form. Their fans are noisy. It should be a rocking atmosphere. That's that's a it's a Good point, really looking forward to the to how Sellers is going to sound because you know when they travel away, they're a they're a, they're a loud bunch, they're a quite a stupid bunch as well. They've traumatized me in the past by arguing with me about whether Sellers is in Crystal Palace or not. They <laughs> made, made me so so angry. I was trying to help them out, there's about 50 of them all shouted at me, idiots.
0: Well, you should hear them when they go to Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god, don't it's hard enough
1: for the rest of I've us. I've got some predictions
0: um, from the chat room if you want them. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Radsai Rendot win 2-0 Dweeb 2-1 Biff 26 2 all draw Kells Bells uh, 2-1 Palace Shemak and Damo uh, Quick game I'm in 4th place in the Prediction League so I'll go 3-1 to Palace DJ Shores 3-0 hat Hattrick and pass dribble shoot 2-1 Palace I reckon with Punction to score finally
1: mm. yeah okay interesting well thank you for those uh, what are, do you um, think, Chris? Well, we're gonna let's let's have a little chat about it first, shall we? Being just just to end the show with, um, it's worth pointing out that Newcastle, as has been pointed out by some of our listeners, in fact, um, the Newcastle are on a, an incredible run of form. Um, only drew one one at the weekend, but they've picked up some very very impressive results. And early in the season, they looked they looked a really dodgy side, and there was a lot of talk about. Uh, Kinnear coming in and unsettling the, the situation, which which he has to because you know I mean we've all seen the quotes and him in the fact he tried to buy Shane Ferguson from Birmingham when he was on loan from Newcastle to Birmingham those sorts of things you know that can't be good for um for Pardew as a, as a manager but he's got the team playing really really well they've picked up um, they won one nil Old Trafford uh, maybe not as hard as it used to be to do that but um, still an impressive result they beat Chelsea two nil. St James's Park. They beat Spurs one uh, nil at White Hart Lane. We um, picked up wins against West Brom and Norwich, and you know the only real defeat of late, the only blip on their copybook, so to speak, was a three nil defeat to Swansea. And we know what it can be like when Swansea are on form because they absolutely made us look like a pub team. So it, it's it, on paper we're gonna we're gonna struggle, but we know what we're like at Sellers' Park. I think. Um, I mean, can I ask you, Nick? I'm going to ask you this question: What do you make of Newcastle as a Premier League team? Are they a top half team? Are they a mid-table team? Should they? Should we be looking at them as relegation candidates? What, what, how good are they?
0: It, it's hard to tell because they blow hot and cold, don't they? What was that the miss from uh, Remy yesterday? Was it Remy had a terrible, oh. terrible miss when he oh, should have a scored miss yesterday? Of a
4: it yeah. was. It was yeah, awful. Yeah. But it he's, was awful. He's their man, though, no, Nick. When, when he he played is their for man. They play World mate. I tell you.
0: And uh, I don't know, it depends which team turns up. Um, I think they're, they're going to be um, worried about coming to Sellers. Don't, I think teams are, are starting to um, think that we're not the walkover that we might, you know, that they once thought we might have been. So they may actually raise their game a bit. Who knows? Who knows? But I I, I think we should shade it 2-0, 2-1, 2-0. OK. Um, I'm going to go to Stuart next. Um, go on, What's,
1: what do we reckon?
3: yeah I am reiterating Nick's point there I mean it's difficult to uh, to guess with Newcastle you never know what team's going to turn up I mean I've been mean, looking at their results uh, so far this season they seem to they seem to turn up for the big teams and then maybe struggle a little bit against uh, you know the lesser lesser uh, performing teams so um considering the run of form they're in at the moment I'll be I, I think I'd probably take a draw next week. Um, but you know, like you say, it was only, you know, ten days ago they got wallet by Swansea three nil. So yeah. you just never know. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna go for one one next next week.
1: Okay. Uh Jill.
4: Two one us. All right. Good Two stuff. one us and and I will be one of the ones that is welcoming Alan Pardew back. Always a place in my heart for him. A very yeah, absolutely. very gracious fella, uh and and the manager of quite, you know, you've he got Captain Chaos that owns, owns Newcastle and I think he, <laughs> he handles everything in his stride and, you know, uh, and the other thing as well, I've never heard of anybody ever in football, in my footballing life, to be given an eight-year contract. So, mm. you know, they they think a lot of him up there. Uh, and, and Andy Woodman's coming back to Palace as well. Yeah, I told a you nasty. a story about him. I used to kick up all yeah. about him when I was 12, 13 years old. So, yeah. You know, it'd be nice. Be nice to to, to welcome back.
0: A,
2: boy, you... <laughs>
4: <laughs> but no, I, you know, it, it'd be good. And I, and I, hope, I do hope we beat them. But uh, if we stop Remy, I think we stop them.
1: Okay, that's that's a fair point. I mean, it, Remy being a key player there. I'm, um, I'm surprised that, that I noticed Ben Arthur and Cisse only made the bench at the weekend. And you know, when I think of Newcastle, those are two of the, two of the players I think of. Although Cisse has gone very much off the boil, but I mean, for me, it's. I just can't help but go over the. I can't. Help, I can't really get over how, at Selhurst, more often than not, we're just we're a different proposition. I don't think teams like coming to Selhurst now. I think we. I think we have started to create a really quite intimidating atmosphere
4: for them. you, you um, know, you know why, Nick? You know, uh, uh, Nick, Nick. Sorry, you know, Chris. Chris, listen. Yeah. Do you, back in back in the day when when Man United and all that used to have to go down to Plough Lane, that mm. was just crap hole. And and you think about if you put if you put Sellers into the realms of the Premiership, it is a crap hole, right? But it's our crap hole. But what I'm saying is it's an intimidating close, everyone's there, the fanatics are waving massive flags, they're five feet away from you when you take the corner. Yeah. You know, it's not that many games, you know, and they will be bawling at you, yelling abuse and 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 it's and we're more, we're not a fraction we don't seem to be a fractious club anymore. Yeah. So you know, it, it is an intimidating, not, I don't say intimidating, but they're used to turning up and seeing, you know, they're used to turn up at 200 million pound stadiums at Old Trafford. They love all that. But when they come down and they've got a crappy old smelly changing room, you <laughs> know, and it, it, but it is, isn't it? It is. Yes, you yeah. know, it, but it's, it's what we, it's what we, it's ours. But, you know, they, to, to come down here, you know, they, they've got no, when they get off the coach. You know they're they're not protected. They're not protected. when they see air players, and they park in a car park and have to walk through all the fans. And they walk past dog dog stalls to get to the players' entrance. You don't get there at any other club.
1: No, you know, yeah, exactly. But I mean, yeah, I think that's absolutely right, mate. You, you, that's exactly the sort of thing I'm talking about. It is really like it all adds up. It all adds to it, doesn't it? It all builds that sort of. That kind of trepidation from them, but I think we're we're confident, and I think the the result against Chelsea is not going to have affected that. In I think if anything, it's going to have added to our confidence, because I think in the back of the players' minds, even if they wouldn't say it out, you know, in the back of their minds, they were thinking probably when that first goal went in, oh, here we go, you know, we could we could get could get undone here, but they they you know they proved to themselves that they can compete with a very very good side at their own ground, so. Oh, look we're um i think i honestly think we're gonna go and we're gonna give newcastle a really good game um i think obviously it's like any game at this level it will hinge on you know probably some key key decision or key moment really quite early on in the game you know if you look at Car- when we played Cardiff, it was a case of a quick a sparody header from point blank range same range jerome header went in and and you know, the game was ours, and it's going to be something like that that decides it early on. But I think we'll get an early goal. I think we'll get an early goal. I think they'll probably get it back in it. But I think, yeah, we'll be, I'll have to agree with the, the 2 1. I think that's what what we'll see. So there you go. That was, that's my prediction.
2: Okay. And that,
1: looking at the time, that better be the end of today's show. Uh, thank you to my co presenters. Well done, chaps. Much appreciated. Thank um, you. Thanks you, to all you of you.
3: Chris, you're not giving Joe the news before we sign off. I did oh, notice that in chat God.
1: that Nick is claiming that Joe won Sports Personality of the Year, but um... <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was on Dave though, not the BBC One one. That's right. Oh, a little little stat from you from uh, from producer Tom as well. He says at three p.m. I think I guess that's a three three p.m. unbeaten record still going August 2012. I guess that's home. Home games. We haven't lost a 3pm game since August of 2012. Is that right?
4: I might have in. That's Is that right? To my super fan Aaron Schoens. I
1: will um will record your speech as a, as a podcast and release <laughs> it.
4: We we won't we won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go. I want to go. Anyway, I'm the older to as
1: well. I was in the middle of reading my goodbye speech. I've got to start again. <laughs> Okay, so that's the end of today's show. <laughs> Thanks to all of you listening live, and those of you listening to the podcast, and especially everyone who has contributed to the show. Uh, you can always get in touch when we're off air with an email to radio at homesdale.net, and it may help shape next week's show. If you follow the matches live online, do remember to head to footballfancast.com as we contribute to their live updates and discussion during games. Um, we're back live. Uh, no, we're not back live next Sunday at 8pm, I don't think. We might be. Just keep an air out. Let's just say we are back live next Sunday at 8pm and then we might change our minds. Until then, goodbye.
2: Homestead Radio is proudly sponsored by complete Complete Signs are a producer of top quality internal and external signs for an ever-expanding portfolio of clients, including hotels, schools, local authorities, and small businesses across the nation, offering a wide range of creative solutions from flat metal nameplates to neon fascia signs and everything in between. Clients are offered the highest standards in consultation and sales support to ensure complete customer satisfaction, with clients free to choose solutions from wide variety of materials, including brass, aluminium, stainless steel, wood, and a number of plastics. Covering most of South England with virtual offices in Croydon, Epsom, Hawley, Worcester Park in Surrey, Crowthorne in Berkshire, Regent Street West London, Docklands East London, and Crawley and Brighton in Sussex. So if you're looking for the complete professional service for your sign needs, then look no further than Complete Signs. Head to their website, Complete Signs.co.uk for further information, including contact details and full office addresses.
1: It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply.
2: See mcdonalds.com.